0: Good morning. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming today to our celebration service. My name is Reverend Mark Anthony Lord, and I am the um, founder and senior minister of the Bodhi Spiritual Center. And Bodhi means enlightenment. And we love that word because it means for us the light within that is meant to be shared with the world. That's what we're here to help each other do, to awaken to the light that we are. And then to create a big vibration of it and just shoot it out to the world as a love vibration. So thank you for being a part of that today. If you're new, I especially welcome you. She makes it easy to imagine. That was fantastic. Are you ready to affirm something good and true about yourself? Good. Well, say it like you mean it, because this is our affirmation today. Today, I expect every good thing to come to me for i know that divine abundance is forever manifesting itself in my affairs i am keeping my heart and mind open to new experiences to happier events and to a more complete self expression and as i give thanks for the good now flowing into my life i gladly share that good with others the more i give The more I receive, my cup runneth over, I exist in limitless possibility. Whew, that feels good. It feels good. It feels good because it's true. Wherever you are in your life, wherever the world of form may contradict this idea, the truth is that you are a limitless, beautiful expression of the divine. This is what is true about your spirit. And in this knowing, as we tap into this revelation, you begin to feel the overflow. You begin to feel the joy and the grace taking over. What you also can begin to feel is the humanness saying, no, stop, I want to go this way. Control it, manipulate, try to manage it. And then we start over again. We start over again, we realign, and we reconnect. I just love that song that Don sang. Can you imagine yourself believing yourself so worthy so precious unto unto the divine that what you want and desire that is good and true for you is already yours. That it's not just a benevolent being sitting up there in the sky. It is an entire universe of grace and love that is here serving you and supporting you. That there is a, a vibration of spirit from which you come. Can you imagine yourself as that and inside of that willing to let go of the depression and the fear and the low self-esteem and all of those things that bring us down why does life continue not to work because we continue to place our attention upon that which isn't true about ourselves it's simply not true that you're unworthy so if you focus on that life will not work it can't work because that is untrue you can't think yourself less than holy and then try to figure out how to make life work from there. Does that make sense to you? So our work is to move into the place where we commune with our divine, where we ask the presence of God or love or source energy or, or, or creator, whatever word works for you, something magnificent and holy, we, we ask that presence to awaken more fully within us, that we may speak from it, that we may more uh, avail the, the, the thoughts that flow from this presence, and that we may allow our hearts to, I love to say, I say it often, flower open, to have your heart flower open inside of this love. You know, for me, I was thinking back this week about when I was 26 years old, and life was not working, was not working. And at that time, I had a very, very small God. Actually, I didn't have a God, truth be told. The God that I had as childhood didn't work. I thought I was condemned and going to hell by that one, so I threw that one out. And then I was out there on my own. And my own led me to a treatment center, in Canada for 30 days. And I remember thinking, I was like 19 years old and my cousin went to a treatment center and I thought, I feel so bad for him. That must be horrible. I'll never have to go to a treatment center. And then my parents called and said, pack your bags, you're going. And it was fantastic. It was one of the best things I did. I really highly recommend going into rehab. I really do. I'm not kidding about that. 30 days looking at yourself is not a bad thing at all. And everyone's crazy in there anyway, so you sort of feel okay being there, and at the same time, there's something magnificent occurring. Where I went was very, very spiritual. It was an extremely spiritual place. I was so blessed. It was a private center up in Canada, and i just beyond blessed to, to have been taken there. And they said to me two things. You've got to get a new God while you're here and you got to start praying. Because my prayer life was a few rote prayers that I learned as a kid that I didn't do anymore. My real prayer life was foxhole prayers. When I'm in trouble, when everything I've tried hasn't worked, then I'll pray. I had it all backwards. My problem while I was there and that they had me contemplating on a lot was who is God and how do I pray? I didn't have the answers for this. So fast forward a little bit um, during my twenties and early uh, yeah, up through my twenties, I belonged to Unity of, of Chicago. Many of you know that place. I just love that place; it has my heart. Um, and there, I really did recreate a new God. I really got allowed my my mind and my being to be freed from the toxic, punishing ideas that I was just consumed with, and I really started opening up to a loving presence, and I took all the classes there, and, and I went down to Kansas City, and I learned how to metaphysically study the Bible, which just opened up my mind and heart, and all the stories that I thought said I was the worst thing in the world were actually very spiritually filled, and, and the characters represented disna- different aspects of self, and I just ate it all up. I loved it so much, and then I moved to Los Angeles, and I was at Agape Spiritual Center. Uh, Michael Bernard Beckwith was my, is my minister, and that's where I learned to pray, At at Agape and in the Science of Mind, um, which is a philosophy by Ernest Holmes that we teach here, they teach a very clear, scientific, affirmative way to pray. And there are specific steps, and you learn them in our classes. I'm not here to teach that right now. But what occurred for me was that I no longer kept prayer as something over here in my toolbox that I open up once in a while. Like, how often do you really go into your toolbox at home? Just... Seldom, right? Well, that's where my prayer life lived. To move that into my daily life, where prayer becomes a way of life, that's a practice. That takes me having to focus there. You know, it's like the idea, you cannot change your body by going to the gym once every two weeks, right? I'm I'm actually proving this to be true in my life right now. (laughs) I'm just testing it for you so that you can check that off. You can't do it. You can't. I cannot be who I want to imagine myself to be and go there once every two weeks. I can't come, I can't pray once in a while and expect my consciousness to expand. You see, what we teach and know here is that prayer changes you. Prayer changes your mind, expands your understanding of self. It aligns you with the vibration of love that is within you, and you unify with that love. And from that love, the words you speak transform you. You are the container. You are the projector for your life. And as you place your attention upon the source energy in back of it all, and you allow that source energy to do some rewiring and some expanding and some loving of who you are, your life begins to work. That's ultimately the, the, it's got to play out on the field, right? It's a nice idea to, to, to have a wonderful prayer life, but if it isn't proven, it isn't practical, and it doesn't work, then it doesn't add up for much. But it does add up for much here. It does when we are willing to make it a way of life. That's the journey that we're on. When we say yes to expanding our spirit and and really living a spiritual life, we have to at some point move through the invisible door that says, I have to say no to some other things. I have to spend less time watching television or less time on the computer or less time doing this or that because the time must be invested into my practice, into praying and communing with God so that you understand it. You must yourself nurture this relationship, see how it works, see how you get off course, get back on course, try it again. You will, just like learning how to play music, the most amazing pianists that travel the world, the master artists, our master artists, because they dedicated their life to their craft and their music. For us, we dedicate our lives to our prayer, to our practice, And the truth is, when we give our time and our energy there, time expands. And you know what else is magnificent? The things that you really want to do are the things that you end up doing. Somehow, it seems like all the options kind of dissolve. You use your time wisely for your spirit, and somehow you begin attracting just those things that nurture you, that really cause you to feel fulfilled in your life, because that's what we're here for. And what that looks like for you is different from the person sitting next to you. What is fulfillment for you? That is what is interesting and important. We at Bodhi are as... So dedicated to prayer is one of our primary practices. And the vision as we move forward is that we deepen more and more and more inside of the community. We have wonderful prayer partnerships and things happening, but in this new year, we're going to be developing some programs that really help all of us, specific classes, that lead us to building prayer partnerships and manifesting inside our prayers and creating workshops so we can show up for each other to really help each other, not just give it a try over here on a rainy day, but to actually do it first, God first. Begin our day with prayer. Begin our day with setting this intention and then watch how it unfolds from there. This is the game we're up to. We also are aware that because we know prayer works, that this community um, needs prayer. We all need prayer in different ways and at different times in our lives. I need prayer at different times in my life when I'm falling down or being confused or sloppy or whatever I end up doing. I need you to pray me into my rightful place. And we need each other. So that if we need help or whatever, we can know the truth and speak the truth. It's not spiritual bypass. It's placing our attention on what is good and true about you and helping you align with that. That's what we do together. Today, we bring our pledge drive to a close. It was a, it's been a long, wonderful drive. And I so honor and thank you all who participated. And we're going to bring it to close prayerfully and with a ritual. So I'm going to invite our pledge drive team to come forward and prepare this. You've been given a pledge card when you came in the door. Our hug team will, will, um, if you could walk around with the the, um, pens for anyone who needs it, or a pledge card. So pay attention to me because there's a few steps that are important. One, if you haven't pledged and you want to, you want to say, this is what you can count on me for in 2014, Bodhi, Whatever that is, we so appreciate it. We want to reach our goals, and anything you do can help. So if you haven't done that, this is your time to fill out the card. If you have done that already, flip the card over and write a blessing. If you're not going to pledge, that's good and beautiful. You're like, that's just not mine to do. Flip the card over, and would you write a blessing for us? Would you just write something that you could give to us so that everyone has the joyous opportunity of coming up when you're ready and placing the card inside this bowl? So let's take a moment and pray. Open your heart and ask the spirit of your being. Are you meant to pledge? And if you are, could you do that now? And if you've done it, thank you, thank you. And if you're not meant to do that now, what blessing, what intention would you like to give to Bodhi? What from your heart would help Bodhi grow and flourish in our spirit in the upcoming year? And when you get in touch with that, please write that down. And whenever you're ready, bring it up.
1: Have you done your part? Someone's in despair this day. Have you prayed from the heart? So many are trying to find their way. And they need. them high, it heals them, sustains them, and sets them free. Our prayer of love lifts them high, it heals them, sustains them, and sets them free. Have you spoken the word today? Did you give your all in prayer? The world is in need of what you say. Did you answer the call and pray? So many are seeking the way to go. Sustains them and sets them free. Our prayer of love lives them high. It heals them, sustains them, and sets them free. Our prayer of love. He lives them high. It heals them, sustains them. Our prayer of love lifts them high heals them, sustains them and says
0: So we take a moment to speak our prayers of love over these gifts that have been given. Take a moment and just extend love to this bowl, knowing and affirming that all the intentions that have been put in there are fulfilled and they are guiding us. They are bringing us to our becoming. Appreciate yourself for participating in this ritual and being a blessing unto Bodhi. Thank you for praying for us. Thank you for allowing your consciousness to be used. We offer all of this up and we know and affirm that God is our source. God is guiding us each, and each individually and collectively to an awakening that is filled with so much freedom and so much love and so much joy. This is what we say yes to and we bless these gifts and these intentions with so much gratitude. And so it is.
1: Have you spoken the word today? Did you give your all in prayer? The world's in need of what you say. Did you answer the call and pray? So many are seeking the way to go.
0: prayer They make a difference. High. You make a difference. It heals them,
1: so stays them and saves